Welcome to a Two Medics Podcast Year Roundup. Your presenters are Imran Lasker and Thurusha Gudwana. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics Podcast. My name is Imran Lasker. I'm a consultant radiologist. And hi, I'm Thurusha. Good awards now. I'm a cardiology registrar, so specialising in intervention. So this is going back to old school, um, kind of how we began, just me, myself and yourself, except a slightly more special, isn't it, Thrusha? What are we doing today? What's happening? Yeah, so we're kind of doing like an end of year wrap wipe. I don't, I don't get what the wipe thing, like how it's a wipe, but it sounds, yeah. it makes it sound a bit kind of, I don't know, like a kind of moisture cleaning <laughs> thing. <laughs> but um, it's yeah. funny, isn't it? Because we, it's a time for us to kind of be reflect. I mean, we haven't been together for a year. Well, together, as in doing this for a year. All right. Uh, they, need to, they need to know that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, you know, it feels like a fair bit of like water's gone under the bridge, right? How do you feel mm. about, how do you feel like 2021 was for two medics? Ah, oh, man, it's, well, I mean, first of all, it came into existence, which is mm. kind of nice. And, um, uh, for me, it's crazy. Uh, I just um, can't believe how much people have really taken to it. Um, you know, people, when you look at the stats of where people are listening, I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. People interact with us weekly. I mean, genuinely, I told you, I think we had a conversation about this the other day. I used to log into Twitter and there'd be like no notifications, like pretty much never, all the way till we started this podcast. And all of a sudden, like every day, there's something or every a few times a day every time i wake up there's more notifications more tags more people tweeting at us and it's like wow man things things have changed which is nice mm-hmm. i enjoy it i mean uh yeah I, I i'm not gonna say i don't enjoy it. how about yourself yeah i mean i felt a bit funny just now using t- saying two medics in like the third person but it does it's pretty cool <laughs> it's cool right like uh i remember like i think was it the first episode the second episode you're like oh if like i'll be i'll be happy if like one person listens to this and then yeah. just kind of <laughs> gradually like message each other being like oh wow like like uh, the number of downloads and whatever it's been awesome yeah, um, yeah. it's funny to think it's it was in april that we started because it does feel like yeah. we've been doing it for longer it does, doesn't it? I mean, we've been doing this week in and week out pretty much without fail, right? Um, yeah. All the way through. I mean, yes, we've had the takeover episodes and stuff, but yeah, I mean, every single week, Two Medics has been a part of our lives since April. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I still I still remember we did the first episode and I, when I listened back to it, I thought, this is really good. Like, I really, this is a really yeah. fun episode. Yeah. And then I, I think we messaged each other and I was like, we should release this. Should we do it? Like, what should we do? But it was a lot of contemplation because... Um, mm. But I feel like there's a lot to look back and maybe maybe it's something for other people to think or maybe take from because it was a scary first step. I mean, for yourself and myself, because it is scary to put yourself out there because when you put yourself out there, you you know, you're open to criticism. And we've had our we've had a fair share of criticism, which we'll probably end up going through um, uh, as we go through this episode. Um, but then without pushing the boundaries, like life is just the same. Right. And we've said this to each other before, like. Um, if we don't do this, if we don't do anything fun, if we don't kind of push ourselves a bit, then we already know where this is going. You know, mm. you're going to finish training, you're going to become a consultant, you're going to retire one day. I am a consultant, I'll, I'll, try, I'll retire one day, and then what? So you kind of feel like you're building something, you're doing something fun. And sometimes I think to myself, it'd be really fun for my for my kids to like listen back to like how zany you were and I was. I mean, they already called you silly man. <laughs> is, are you? Yeah. Is, are you going to meet Uncle Thrush, the silly man? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't that's know why they fair. say that. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be reserved for you for whatever reason. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, how? Do, what do you think? Well, I mean, there have been there's been feedback, right? You kind of alluded to it. There was like a review recently that kind of mentioned about how we talk about stuff, and I think it was kind of. Uh, Generally, the review is positive and it kind of mentions how we go off on tangents. And I was like, 
Oh, I mean, that's that's our shtick. That's our thing. I mean, <laughs> what are we going to do? How do we change that? Oh, God. But, yeah. Um, I think sometimes, um, you know, the thing is, I, I take it as a compliment when people clearly have expectations of what it should be. Because mm. at the end of the day, it's just myself and yourself. There's no training here. There's no, there's no team. There's nothing like that. Nothing really going on. I mean, only recently we took on an editor. Otherwise, it was myself doing the editing. Mm. And so when people have those expectations of, oh, you guys are a bit tangential. You guys aren't, you know, talking about this as much as you should. And you think, all right, well, that's nice. You're holding us up to a high standard, standard than mm. we would expect. Like, we're not pros. We're, no one's taught us how to do this. We're just doing it. And people are listening, which is great, right? Yeah. Um, but we're not really two medics anymore either, are we? I mean, it feels like we've grown as a team. Yeah, this week mm. we've got like a takeover episode. And so we're kind of doing, we, we had a few ideas, right? And I've got to admit, man, I'm a bit disappointed we aren't going with Methyl's idea of like using a few kind of like, so Methyl's idea was that we'd like use a few voice clips of stories. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Christmas stories. Yeah. But we, we never, well, I don't know. I, I guess that was kind of like apathy on our part because that would have meant more of us like reaching out to people and then expecting them to send us stuff, which... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I thought Mehul's idea was great. It was just well, mm. as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, that looks like a lot of work." That's look. I mean, that's <laughs> going to be a lot yeah. of work. A lot of work getting people to. I mean, maybe next year. I mean, who knows? Maybe we get bigger. Maybe we have a bigger team behind us. Who knows? And then yeah. we can start to try and entertain things because I mean, this as it is is pretty much you know us working quite a lot, isn't it? Um, mm. I mean, the amount of work you do pre, the amount of work we I do post, like so much work goes into it. And I think um, at one point there was, you know, we were approached to do um, another podcast or some sort of other format of the podcast. And I, I had to be honest, it's like, I don't have time. I don't have capacity to, to like uphold another separate entire podcast, uh, given what we're doing already. Right. I mean, you've got your job, you've got your kids, et cetera. I've got mine. Uh, it's so much to, to really do and keep on top of, on top of. Right. Yeah. So what we decided on doing was kind of like picking some of our favorite kind of tweets from the year. Mm, I mean, it's not an exhaustive yeah. list, is it? Because frankly, no. there's, just so, there's so many. It's brought so yeah. much joy and rage in equal measure. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Do you, I mean, I um, always start with a tweet. Why don't you start this? this uh, okay, I mean, it wasn't so... Because I went through the list and actually initially when we first began this, it was um, a Google note between the two of us and we didn't always quote the tweet. We just had a general topic that had come up. And I think in April when we first began... One of the one of my favorite things was the match day the match day thing. Do you remember that? I think Claire oh, and Lisa yeah. did that. Yeah, and it was um, she had random stuff like you know people voting for each other, and that was around the time that I first. Um, I mean, I wasn't much of a med Twitter person really, and I found that this guy called Medic underscore Russell was quite funny. He was doing <laughs> these videos, and I was finding really hilarious. Like you know, through this guy's really hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you remember the winner? The winner of match day uh, of the medical match day. Do you remember that? I, th- I remember no. you being very proud of who won. Really. Really, it was between was Astabulum and it was between uh, Sisterly and uh, and Sisterly <laughs> won. Of course. So, <laughs> of course. I knew you'd love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that was around the time you also came out of the anecdote that cardiologists are the best looking or something, which I remember being quite surprised That's about. not an anecdote. That's like a fact. A fact, is it? All right, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was my, my highlight from pretty much April. I really, really enjoyed that one. And there's one more, but I, I want you, did you go, wanted you to go through one as well before I go yeah. through that one. Uh, fair enough. I think that thread or that, that those kind of polls just kind of like highlight the kind of zaniness of Twitter, like the kind of weird sense of, because they're just like voting on like essentially like random words and phenomena, <laughs> right? And we're like, oh yeah, that's cooler than that based on internet points. And yeah, but it's just so funny. Yeah. Like, um, Red Twitter is just a weird 
but like in such like a funny way. Um, yeah. So like, okay, well, uh, I had a tweet from Sipsis Man. His uh, one kind of like <laughs> uh, just tickled me. Just even reading it in retrospect. So this is the tweet where he's uh, so Dr. Ron Daniels, and this is from June this year. I'm personally offended by the use of the term jabs. It demeans the vaccines and sounds a little assaulty to me. Yet our health secretary hap- happily uses the term. How do others feel? And I really enjoyed this back at the time because we had tweets i mean this tweet hasn't still hasn't been deleted uh, there are other <laughs> tweets by the same guy where he uses the word jab so but so just um, the hypocrisy the kind of i don't know the the hand the kind of hand the pearls being clutched and stuff just amazing <laughs> it just uh, really stands the test of time what a tweet i mean yeah if you're looking for uh you know consistent values being um what do you call it produced on twitter is not the place i mean you've got to go you don't have to go that far back to find someone's contradicted themselves but maybe that's human nature isn't it we do change and sometimes we don't change and that's kind of the fun of it because there's always someone with receipts if you notice yeah exactly i I was just thinking that i was just thinking that there's always like mikey olcott or zander they all come out with the receipts so you better yeah you better check your working yeah i can just imagine they must have the the all the all empowering book of twitter oh hang on hang on hang on let me just go back and you said this phrase at this time on this particular day so yeah. you are an ass. <laughs> yeah. Tech priest is the same. You just don't mess with those guys. Yeah, yeah. The receipts, yeah. man. They're there. They're there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember Sepsis, man. I remember him coming up. I, th- I had another really favourite one. It was Ivy Grove Surgery. Do you remember this one? Oh, so it was yeah. G- <laughs> it was a GP surgery that gave the absolute smackdown of all surgery letters. So there's a GP surgery called Ivy Grove Surgery, and they uh, had a communication between them and their patients and it was for them patients to read uh, some of the uh, some of the challenges that were going on in GP but someone went full they went full on there was you know someone forgot to reread it and reread it and they just put all they just you know brain vomited onto paper and um, wow they came up with patients looking after themselves in the first place looking for easy answers they're a Netflix generation and this thing was brilliant and I saved a copy of it which is still on our website if anyone wants to find it because Ivy Grove took it down so I have the receipt of that in case anyone wants it but it's there that was such a that was a full-on dossier wasn't it it's just like everything that like this person like all everything they ever wanted to say they just kind of went and said it. Yeah, exactly. Got to admit, some of it really rang true, right? All that kind of stuff that you just kind of have to just bite your tongue and um, yeah. some of it was awesome. Yeah, we related to it, didn't we? That was, mm. that was what was so funny about it. Like, so much was related to, yeah, I've had that situation, I've had that situation, I've had that problem. Mm. Uh, but it was just a tone, wasn't it? It was such a is condescending tone or something like yeah, that, as if they were the teacher and the patients were the pupils or something it was it was it's amazing <laughs> it was brilliant it's amazing yeah, it was that's brilliant. one of a kind yeah. i know there's stuff on twitter that seems to go in cycles but that kind of thing uh that kind of that 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 like whole document pure gold <laughs> like, you don't see it again like in like a thousand years time people will be like probably like uh archaeologists looking on our website <laughs> like, oh, like indiana jones blowing off the dust and be like wow look at that we found the original copy of <laughs> yeah, ivy exactly. grove surgery letter <laughs> yeah 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 oh, okay so then um that's april done isn't it so then may uh, may was quite eventful for from what i remember because i remember there was an episode i think it was maybe the second episode in we called it um leaving last neurosurgery and we named it after our dear friend uh, Beth and John Mm. and um, because she suddenly came onto the forefront of Twitter or in in terms of our consciousness because she was a neurosurgeon uh, trainee and she left 
And, uh, you know, it just met with a huge amount of like support and conversation and lots of things to ponder on. And I think you said, Drusha, that, you know, uh, we're, we're friends. I think we're friends. We're Twitter friends. We might not be. You don't have to reciprocate. But actually, look, you know, we're more we than just friends, friends now. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, very yeah, much yeah. friends. We share Twitter groups, uh, secret Twitter uh, groups, groups with each other. And, and now they are doing their own spinoff uh, through, with us. Which yeah. is um, nice, isn't it? So um, yeah, it's so yeah, cool. That was quite good on. Yeah, I think it, like, there there are a few people um, across the divide with gone beyond mm. kind of perhaps the occasional DM. Um, mm. It's funny though because there have been a few people who I might have exchanged DMs with. I mean, there was the kind of deep gate thing. Was that mm. this year? Deep gate. Um, that was that before was... our podcast, but I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So deep gate. I think like that. Always, that kind of changed my perspective of how I felt about people who. You know, I'd never met in real life, but kind of, you know, were mutuals on, on social media um, mm. because he was someone who was really, really nice and affable. And mm. uh, he was essentially, well, without wanting to give away too much, like masquerading as a doctor, but he wasn't. And mm. um, that was a real shame because he was someone who I considered a friend offline. He like sent mm. if he, he sent like, you know kind of corresponded he had my address you know it was just and yeah. then when it turned out yeah. it wasn't real so well, when I made that comment about Bethan it's just because like sometimes it, we, having not met them in real life you just don't really know how much of it is reciprocal but yeah we're going to be mm. doing a, um, a Spartan in Wales next year so me Chris oh, Wilde wow. Jamie Sherrington uh, Natalie mm. Davies like uh, so we're all doing it oh like, wow yeah, wow. yeah yeah next year so yeah friends for life like those kind That's of things awesome. yeah, yeah yeah really looking forward to it I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, um, I, you know, coming into, I mean, I, f I still feel like I'm fairly newbie to the Twitter thing, but I didn't really know, like, how how friendly I should be with people, you know, and, you know, like, you know, that you, as you grow up, you're like, oh, don't don't interact too many people on the internet or don't mm -hmm. give away too much to people on the internet. But um, it's actually been quite a positive experience for me anyway, as we've got to know Bethan and various others as well, like who I've just seen in passing, um, you know, and uh, there's um, a few people that, well, Sarge, I play quite regularly uh, Oculus. We play table tennis uh, on mm. the, in the evenings. Uh, we talk quite often now on WhatsApp <clears> and stuff. So um, I, find, I find myself opening myself up more than I thought I would. And yeah. uh, maybe that's as a result of the podcast. And I think... Um, yeah, it's been really positive, Gent. And now, now, yeah, I mean, we're, we're we're friends with a few of these for the with a few of our guests that have been on the podcast. But yeah, I thought that was a that was a nice one from May. Uh, do you have anything? Um, yeah, well, from May? well, I mean, I know that we weren't really kind of looking to kind of segue in the way that we do with a kind of normal podcast, but that does mm. remind me of another topic where there was a kind of quote tweet of someone who's now blocked me, so I better not mention too much about that. But um, <laughs> it kind of talked about content creators and what it what exactly is it that we're doing online as kind of medical professionals and then there's mm. this kind of back and forth as to you know how real we are I think to be mm. honest in my wife there are a few kind of examples of that maybe that's a theme but um mm. there was a really good kind of um uh response from Johnny Gukian who was talking about non-educational accounts um mm. you know and then versus kind of um, some people have talked about how there are certain accounts who kind of act like the the cool kid on campus, and obviously there is mm. it does it does become a bit like that, doesn't it? Like popularity contests and stuff, and you support some people that you like more than others, and mm. blah blah blah. And sometimes people are more willing to engage if you've got a higher follower count than you, and that kind of thing. So I thought it was a really interesting conversation. So this was back in August. If anyone wanted mm. to look it up, um, so 
Um, there's a, a kind of funny tweet from Zach Ferguson that says, on August the 27th, public health info from charismatic professionals on Insta TikTok can speak to audiences of young people who would otherwise never hear from doctors, but difficult to balance mm. knowledge and expertise with Gen Z social media savvy. Um, mm. And so Johnny was saying that, I mean, I, I think he's written quite a lot on it. He's very knowledgeable. Um, mm. And he was just talking about how, you know, uh, social media kind of flattens the hierarchy and stuff. And it's just really interesting, really. Um, um, but the, sorry, the other thing I wanted to mention was this idea of gatekeepers. Do you feel like mm. there are kind of gatekeepers within social media? Like, you know, people who you need to get in with to, you know. I haven't felt that. I haven't felt mm. that at all. Um, I mean, like being in Med Twitter and being part of Med Twitter. I mean, yeah. generally speaking, I have noticed that, you know, sometimes someone will say, hi, I've just gone to med school. Um, hi, Med Twitter. And everyone's been really, really welcome. Like, hey, welcome to the team. And then sometimes, it, you know, you've been tagged and the, the podcast been tagged. Like, since you're going to be part of Med Twitter, you should get to know these guys, these people. I think there are um, characters who are, who are quite big in the Met Twitter, uh, Met Twitter universe. And you've got your sort of pantomime villains and you've got your pantomime heroes and stuff. And um, I, I, I've said this a few times, like I do, we only we only get to see the surface of someone and we don't really know what's going on behind, behind you know, the, the tweets and stuff. And so you don't know whether you really get along with them in real life or maybe you don't get along with them in real life, just based on tweets you don't really know. It's, a, it's an interesting place. Um, but yeah, gatekeeping-wise, I think most people are welcome. You know, yeah, I felt enough. very welcome. Yeah. I mean, how about you? I mean, you've been part of it longer than I have, haven't you? Um, yeah, I guess. In terms of, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've had it kind of mentioned to me and I can kind of see it. Um, I mean, generally speaking, I guess it's people talk about whether, how likely are people to interact with other people on Twitter. And mm. often that can be follow account based. And, you know, I have strong feelings on when people have, ver- when they follow a very small number of people. I have. I have a, I, Are you I have subtweeting a, me again? I am. I am. Because I'm like, how much? That must mean that you have such an inflated view of your own opinion. You're like, I don't need to hear anyone else's opinions, and so I look down. I don't. I don't, I don't go around blocking everyone. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, I'm just. Um, I'm not very good at like following people. So sometimes I think I'm following them. And then I look and say, oh, I'm not following them, oops. And then I follow them. And we've actually had guests that we've interacted with quite regularly. And then they're about to come on the episode. And I've done the whole, you know, episode art. And I'm about to tag them. I thought, hang on, I don't follow them. Oops. <laughs> and then I then I add them. And then, you know, it's just, I'm not very, yeah, I don't make it a, a point uh, to follow. I, I don't follow every single person, you know, like um, in the it's beginning, you know, I was following... Yeah, like it'll be stuff like Elon Musk and Richard Branson <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that, like uh, really big uh, people. And only recently have I started to follow people that I just, don't, you know, like myself and yourself. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess I never really thought of it like that. I never thought that mm. people would be looking at that kind of stuff. But um, people do, though, right? Because I remember asking and Senko was like, oh, yeah, there's like a kind of prestige to like the ratio that you have. Because, you know, like Dave Chappelle, I mm. think, doesn't, doesn't he? Like, he's like tweeted like once ever. I mean, he's a turf, so. <laughs> Or whatever, or not turf. He's not his uncle, like whatever. But like he, um, mm. he um, follows that one person or something like that, right? And <laughs> where he's got like a million followers. And so, yeah, I love stuff like that. Well, I mean, what about KFC? Have you looked at them? Oh they've yeah, one, they follow the spices. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. they've got one point five million followers, and yeah. but they're following eleven. 11. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Let's the spices. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, in, in context of relax, relax, you know, I, it's not yeah. as though I, um, I just don't pay attention to this stuff. I mean, Thrusha, occasionally we, you know, I try, um, 
I think it's quite important that we we mentioned that you know Twitter can be a little bit of a, a bit of a bubble, right? And sometimes mm. when you get into it, you can feel you can find yourself getting a little bit overwhelmed by the whole thing. And mm. I've definitely felt like that. And I think there was one occasion where I felt like I was getting a lot of heat, and I was like, "Man, what was the point? Like, why? I'm, I, maybe I should just go on lock or lock or like leave Twitter for a bit." But then when you take a step back, you think, you know what? It's just Twitter. It's just yeah. Twitter. I don't care. Like, you know, say what you want. You don't know me. Like, Karusha, if you could turn around and say, you know, Imran, what you did was out of order and you're a bad person, I'll take that seriously. We know each other. But if someone on Twitter mis- misrepre- you know, misinterprets something I say and then says that I'm a bad person overall, like, all right, well, okay, I'll move on then. And so I just try not to take it too seriously. So the numbers game and all that kind of stuff, yeah, I'm happy that I got more followers, but it's all right. Like, um, it's not a big deal. Um, there was something else I wanted to, um, mention actually, which was a really special for, for me as well. When, um, Thrusha, you penned a rap. Do you remember this? You penned a (laughs) rap. (laughs) And, um, you went into the story about how you used to try and serenade your, you know, potential mates (laughs) over the phone by rapping to them and telling your mom it was poetry. And then you actually penned a really good cardiology rap. And then um, I think I was picking up my kid that day and I said, oh, Thrusha, by the way, you know, um, I've got a family, I've got a relative who's a, who's a bit of an MC. Should I uh, pass, on, pass that across? And I've got to give it to you, Thrusha. Every single time I make a suggestion, you're like, yeah, do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good and bad. You're like, no, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, go, go for it. Go for it. And so um, we did it. And yeah, you know, within awesome, five, ten minutes, yeah, he just came back with a rap. And it was just mm. really good. And it's we were so just good. like... What is that? And I think yeah. Sarge uh, recently retweeted it, didn't he? He it was did. He's like, an old gem. Yeah, like I remember when you sent it to me on WhatsApp, and I was uh, like, um, so I got home and I played it in my car. It came through my car speakers, and I was just like, "This is awesome." I remember, like, <laughs> and we, we like, I was sat in my car, like Joe. I think she saw the car lights come, and she's like, "What are you doing in your car?" But like, I listened to it a few times because I was like, "That is so cool. That was so cool." And that's definitely one of yeah, the highlights. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And uh, I think for me, it felt like um, we've talked about this. There's been a lot of coincidences that have kind of worked in our favour. And I think that might have been one of them where, you know, we just happened to know someone that knows someone that enabled something kind of fun and cool to happen. Mm. And, I th- and um, yeah, actually, you know, what was the episode that we did, the Taylor Swift episode? That was a, that was another oh, highlight for me. Yeah. That was really good. good fun. Um I think that could have been the Beth and John episode, the uh, leaving last last neurosurgery. Again, so that reminded me because of music and stuff. Mm. But um, that was another good episode as well because, Tarusha, that was your idea. I've got to give you credit for that because you it was, I think, second episode and you're like, hey, man, like, you know, let's just try something. I was like, no one's listening to us anyway. Who cares? Let's go for it. <laughs> and you you actually went and collated an entire list. How long did you spend on making that list uh, of stuff? Uh, well, yeah, like about an hour. <laughs> Something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift songs. No. Yeah, you made a list of Taylor Swift songs. Okay, here we go. This is the list. And try and say, <laughs> say as many as possible. And I, uh, I was re-listening to the episode and I forgot that that was happening. And I remember saying things. I was like, I would never normally say that. What am I talking about blank space for? What is going on? And then I remembered, of course, this is the episode where we did the Taylor Swift thing. That was genius, man. That was awesome. Yeah. That was super cool. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I really, really enjoyed that. It was a nice, uh, nice little one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I guess that's May. Should we go? Should we move on to like June? Yeah. Uh, June. Yeah, what do you What do you think happening? Do you want to go for something in June? Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, well, <clears throat> I've got one actually towards the end of June, but I think it was in the June episode. So, um, so this is a tweet from uh, Russell. And this is when he tweeted about how he performed kind of minor surgery on a chair and kind of like taped it up. (laughs) (laughs) 
And he's quite pleased with his effort. And then he got a reply from like an infection control nurse being like, oh, what does that meet standards? And it was just, um, for me, in some ways, it kind of like was, is kind of like Twitter at its most pinnickety. Because you know that, the, yeah. you know, like when you get that tweet and you're like, oh, this tweet's been quite well. Like it's getting quite a lot of like response. Yeah, great. And then someone's like, bosh, like in with something like, oh no, but you've insulted like, you know, my whole family or whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it just, to me, like it sums up Twitter. <laughs> this I is think, you know what? I mean, Twitter is like that, isn't it? You just, um, you, it's just unpredictable force. And then it's just the fact that, because uh, I think we joke about it, the app is free, right? So yeah. the app is free. Anyone can come in out and anywhere and just say something and be part of the conversation. And that's a classic situation, isn't it? Like, uh, you know, people, I think it reminded me of the time, I don't know why it reminds me, you know, when Andy Murray had his hip surgery and someone put a photo of him, like with his thumbs up post surgery. And a whole load of people started like, like just sort of nabbing away at that pictures like cannulas in the wrong arm, the uh, oh, the cuffs in the wrong place. Uh, he doesn't look sterile, and it just went on and on and on. I was like, man, it's just a photo of a guy in yeah. in recovery. Like, can we just just stop being medics for just a second? Just leave your day job for a second. Let's enjoy ourselves here. Um, yeah, I thought that was really uh, yes, yeah, classic, classic. The other there was one I wanted to mention around that time, and it's more not because so much of the tweet it was because of the character that he ended up becoming do you, do you know who i'm alluding to um vain man yes vain man yeah and he was one of the first people we spoke about uh, and i think in around this time he said i think i've just seen some doctors complaining they don't receive child benefit fcs who do they think they should be paying for their children so he's basically taking a um taking a bit of a shot at the whole child benefit thing and i think people were talking about pay and not being paid enough and he kind of had this knack for just turning up and just like causing or being part of uh, a bit of a binfire and mm. people were tweeting at him and then, you know, he'd subtweet them and then they would subtweet him and then he'd call them rude and he'd double down. It was standard behavior. And I think he's recently retired and I don't know he's retired from like um, Twitter as well because I feel like he's gone a bit quiet all of a sudden. Maybe I should make sure he's okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was quite the character, wasn't he, during the whole Med Twitter thing for quite a long time. Yeah, well, I think in the, so. The funny thing about that was what he does. I don't know if it's on purpose or just like um, it was a response to like I remember this so well. It's just how like, petty I am. But Claire Eliza tweeted something about she just for for giggles or whatever just uh, wanted to see how much child benefit she'd be entitled to as a kind of A and E consultant, and it was like I don't know eight p. And so she tweeted that just kind of in this kind of <laughs> that's how much I'd be entitled to. And then he just mm. that, he went off on one based on that. He quote tweeted that, mm. and it's like mate. So you've just taken like her like humorous take. And then you've made, you've kind of like fashioned it in this this kind of confected outrage. I think is what mm. kind of uh, particularly kind of um, was grating. But he, mm. he he had a somewhat malignant presence. I don't know if that, uh, we we discuss him less because I mean I think I've muted him or blocked him, and then um, I've nuked a few of his threads. So a lot of the kind of the his cheerleaders mm. I've uh, I've blocked. So I, I simply <laughs> don't see them anymore. So I don't put them in. I don't put them in our yeah. thing. But that could he could still be you know. Still barking, barking at the moon, or you know, shouting at kids like "Get off my lawn" and all that stuff. Yeah. Probably doing all that. Well, I haven't blocked him, and um, I haven't seen him pop up in any particular uh, particular feuds. But yeah, I think um, you know, I think he he came up um, again because I think we spoke about him with Rohin uh, from Mental oh, yeah. Life Crisis because uh, I think he was trying to allude to the idea that you know, being going to the vet is better, better than going to the NHS, and is anything we can learn from either <laughs> yeah. or and. And it was just so like uh, these kind of you know he he's trying to 
you know, push people's buttons. And uh, I think Rohan was quite funny in that episode because he um, he pointed out that actually, you know, when you're talking about vets, like their sats go below 95, that's it, they're done. Like, <laughs> you don't go <laughs> yeah. any further. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why their outcome is actually quite good because, yeah. you know, the levels of acceptability are a little bit um, lower. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? The surgeon's like, oh, my arm's a bit tired. Okay, euthanize them. Like, it's just yeah, like, yeah. we're done. We're done. Yeah, forget it. Um, we're oh, going to have to stop now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, we had some very odd things it was one more odd thing that came up in July but I think that kind of uh became a bigger thing as time went on and there was one particular GP and he was um oh, I don't have the actual quote for some reason I've said <gasps> GP quitting over lies so there was a GP oh, that decided to quit guy. yeah do you remember this yeah I've um, that's right yeah so yeah. he was a GP and he put a video out about how there was loads of lies about the usefulness of ivermectin in the treatment of covid and uh, he was going to quit general practice because of it. And um, it was a bit strange because, first of all, you know, he had quite a lot of accolades to his name. When you looked at his Twitter bio, he was very, you know, clearly quite well educated, but kind of making a very, what seemed to be a very uneducated call about ivermectin and its um, supposed benefits in the treatment of COVID. Uh, but that kind of set the tone of a lot of the year for uh, for what I think us and uh, a lot of med Twitter, the constant battle between vaxxers and anti-vaxxers and vaccines mm. and COVID. I mean, COVID was a huge, a huge part of the entire year mm. um, to the point that we had protests and people talking about hanging doctors at one point. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. We're still getting videos online, aren't we? Of like people kind of like storming hospitals and going to like uh, vaccination hubs and just taking equipment, you know. What's the name? Corbyn's brother, Piers Corbyn, just um, with this frankly nuts anti-vax movement. It's just so bizarre. Yeah, Corbyn. I mean, you know, he seems like a pretty straight-up dude, and then you see his brother running around with the anti-vaxxers. You think, man, I mean, that's fallen quite far from the uh, you know the family tree. One every think? family. I mean, mm. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've I've only got me and my sister, and I think we're pretty similar actually. But when I think about my parents, you've you've met my parents, and my parents are very sort of traditional, aren't they? Like really, you know, um, my dad is very all about respect and all that kind of stuff. And but then if you met his brothers who who live in Sweden, they've got like tattoos and earrings. They're completely completely different. And the same with my my mum's brother. He's very very different. And you just it's so amazing to like see. The difference that can happen within within your own family sometimes, hmm. right? Um, hmm. I think if you go beyond two, that's when you start to risk. Things. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're telling <laughs> your wife? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't handle another one. I'm sorry, but no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing oh, it. Gosh. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, cool. Uh, should we move on to? So that yeah. was uh, June, wasn't it? Was it June? Yeah. So then July, um, <laughs> July. What do you want to mention? Anything in July that came up? Yeah. Well. I mean, I have one, and I mentioned it because it's, you know, I've got to mention cardiology. Uh, not doing so mm. great, I'm afraid. So this is when Mama Dr. Jones, Danielle Jones, MD, um, in, on July the 18th, she tweeted along the lines of, uh, she was, she go, so the tweet is a kind of sarcastic one, not the ER calling my cell phone for a question at 3am when I'm not on call. This is a preventable mm. problem that contributes to exhaustion exhaustion so you know you're not on call and you're getting called out of hours for advice at three in the mm. morning it's pretty disruptive isn't mm. it and then a reply from a cardiology colleague that says respectfully this is not a problem in inverted commas <laughs> it is a privilege to help patients and ancillary staff <laughs> in need 24 7 that's what we signed up for is it especially in high intensity fields should have been a dermatologist Wow. Oh, took yeah, a jab wow. at the dermatologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the radiologist gets to leave unscathed. And this and this man and this man then blocked her because a sensitive little Yeah. 
Do you want to do you want to take any criticism back? Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen a bit of this, isn't it? Like um, we've had this conversation, vocation <laughs> versus job, and you know how much expectation. When we get these emails from you know different trusts saying, oh, you know, don't argue for rates. You should be you know volunteering for these shifts. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And it's like that erosion of uh, work life and personal life. I think it's a dangerous thing, and I think a lot of people fall fall into. They they kind of don't realize. Uh, that can happen when you know people are starting to call you out of hours and you know send you emails out of hours and stuff like that um i don't know have you, have you been in that situation through where you've been kind of you know hassled out of hours or yeah. you know in your own time about things yeah and what do you do um yeah to begin with i think when i was a junior registrar like it happened if you, a particular hospital and they'd call and they'd be like oh so who is on call? like i'd be like oh, i'm not on call and like, oh so who mm. is or do you have the and i'd be like no, the conversation should end now. Um, <laughs> and But because it was like my own... <coughs> and you, you feel like you have to be polite to them, even though you're not at work and mm. stuff. I'd be like, oh, mm. no, like, I don't. You know, and then they start treating you like switchboard. Um, and it happened a few times. Oh, but, you know, this patient that you saw last week, like, um, yeah, okay, fine, but I'm, I'm not here. Sorry, like, you know, you need to speak to someone else. Mm. Um, and so it got to a point... It was happening so incessantly that um, I got another mobile phone for that. Um, that's a good idea yeah, yeah and so like I had a separate telephone number and um, so I did that but I've not been so, like I've not done that I mean I, the, in terms of boundaries and stuff we've got so in where I'm working at the moment they have a dex phone so people call that so mm. they don't have your kind of mobile number which is way preferable um, but mm. you still get people who kind of email you and then you know I've got a colleague who'll whatsapp to prompt me to respond to an email like so it's just a boundaries man yeah. some people just don't care but there is that sort of um, hierarchy of uh, contact between people isn't it especially in the professional space like um it feels like yeah you can email me you go ahead and email me but if you're going to whatsapp me you, you, now you're saying that we're friends so um they yeah i mean whatsapping people to try but the thing is i do sometimes feel like you know i've got juniors <laughs> and i i do give them my my mobile number and stuff because I get so many emails, genuinely, just so many emails. It's just easier if they just bot at me. Just give me a give me a nudge and I'll I'll get to it. But then coming back to the uh, erosion of boundaries, like I remember when I was doing an A and E shit, when I was doing the A and E job as a junior doctor, they did actually want us to give our phone numbers and ask us where we were living in case they needed to call us in at short oh, wow. notice. And I think I might have forgotten to uh, fill out that form. <laughs> and just no one seemed to notice that I didn't fill that bit out because. I think even back then I was like, no, you are not going to hassle me out of, out of hours. I'm not doing it. I just don't want to have anything, uh, anything like that. Um, yeah, it's happening anything now, like though, isn't it? With like sh- shadow, shadow rotors and stuff for COVID. We're seeing that. Mm, yeah, I saw that. Like because, but then we're getting decimated out there, and uh, I don't know, like what's what's going on. I mean, people are not able to go to work because they're testing positive. The the, the rates are going higher and higher. And then this is when, but the thing is, it's like, it's one thing asking for help, but it's another thing demanding it. Like That's just saying, it? you're a junior, do it. Because you're more inclined to help someone who says, hey, look, we're in trouble. Do you mind if you can help out and we'll make it worth your while? We'll give you time off later. We'll, we'll bump your pay. And if they're being nice about it, great. But when they start using this tone of like, you're a doctor, you need to, you need to remember that. You think, well, forget that then. I'm not interested, you know? Mm. Yeah. I find that kind of uh, that kind of stuff really really um, annoying, isn't it? Um, so that was um, so that was June. Was June for me? I had I think we just I think I put this in there because um, 
Physicians Associates came up, and oh, I think one. this particular tweet, oh, it's deleted now. Ah. All right, I don't know why it's got deleted, but I guess the general theme, I think this might have been the one where, um, it might have been a video, like a TikTok video about a physician associate talking about... Oh, I remember this. Yeah, like she was, um, I think she was talking to her other half, who might have been a doctor, I can't remember, but she was saying about how, like, there's more control about her hours, and that if she trains to a certain point, she could work over different... Um, over different fields and she's basically just mm. kind of extolling the virtues of her chosen career you know fair play mm. um, but I think it just stirred up that kind of um, conversation that seems to happen every so often doesn't it yeah yeah I mean it seems to me that there are medics who don't like physicians associates at all as in they're like wannabe doctors or something like that but then, um, you know, it's a very viable career choice. And actually, I never really knew too much about what Physician Associate was. And when that came out, I thought, that's actually quite good. Like, you know, because for myself and yourself, what happens if you get to the end and you don't like what you're doing? What happens if you realise that, oh, maybe radiology isn't for me or maybe cardiology isn't for me? Then you've got to go back to square one and start all over again. But it seems to be once you're a Physician Associate, you can actually move between subspecialties almost and do do things and you're freer sooner to be able to explore whatever you like. Um, and that's certainly the way medicine used to be for for more old school consultants. Like well, there's one old school consultant surgeon I used to work for and he was a vascular surgeon, but literally he'd done everything under the sun. And at just mm. some point decided he wanted to do vascular, but he'd literally done gynae, general, general surgery. He did a bit of neurosurgery in his time. He did loads of different things. And I think that's maybe a little bit missing from our training these days because we are so streamlined so early that we don't get to have much experience in other things um you know which may be beneficial arguably may be beneficial for people um anyway so um there was another one in july uh, so moving on to july we had um there was it was a what, what do you call it dress gate skirt gate what was uh, that one yeah. so there was um yeah there was something about a um someone a medical so a friend did the oskies with me recently and got yellow carded for wearing a short skirt could someone explain to me how it's 2021 and medical schools are still pushing sexist notions of primeness upon its female student cohort who daring to display their ankles and she put a photo up and you know it was fine well, I don't see what the issue was with that dress but she got yellow carded for those of you that don't know what yellow carded is it's like it's like basically like football isn't it we've seen this kind of stuff happen a lot with dress codes haven't we dress code seems to be another one of these like eternal topics like there was one on Christmas jumper or was it just jumpers I feel like there was one on like how do you feel um mm. emboldened to challenge someone for wearing a jumper and mm. there's always something along those lines and um there was the comport the great comportment uh thread oh yes there, the buckle, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. like <laughs> how they think women should appear it's just um it just never ends does it i mean um yeah. so <clears throat> i actually had another example where i think this is an a and e consultant who decided to like live tweet what the medical reg was wearing um, oh yeah i do remember this yeah. so, the, so the original tweet's now been deleted but i remember it because like i remember ajay's reply which was literally like i don't think live tweeting this is the way to go to be honest and then in the end, <laughs> I actually deleted yeah <laughs> but yeah. it's just um, i mean you go for it, mate. i think um we've seen a lot of this kind of stuff and um i think one there's one example in the same month actually and kind of segues into this was um uh, i've written the lady had the audacity to overtake a dude in the swimming pool and he grabbed <laughs> her by the leg do you remember this one yeah. uh, this was a status by someone called josie perry attacked in the pool this morning for overtaking a fragile male ego grabbed my feet and held me underwater then started yelling lifeguards lovely but of course, it is me that has to leave, as I, as I can't risk swimming with an aggressive male far stronger than I. Mm. Um, 
focus. Uh, you know what? This kind of stuff you just think is absolutely ridiculous. Like, what is going on with the world? Yeah, I think you you told us how. Um, I mean, yeah, you you probably slip through like an eel <laughs> if someone tried to stop you swimming. Oh, yeah, being hairless. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean, like, it's um it's funny now because that all seems like such a long time ago that you'd kind of go to. I haven't been to a swimming pool. It's such a long, you know, like since pre-COVID. Um, mm. It's just all those things now that just kind of seem like it almost a different, like a lifetime ago. Like it's just a completely mm. different thing. It's so weird now, right? I mean, we've just got used to a different life now, isn't it? Like, um, I think I was in the shops today and uh, I saw someone without a mask and I thought, oh, well, that's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why they need a mask, bro? Like, what's up with that? Yeah. Isn't that weird that that's like the norm now? It's funny. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think, you know, my sister, uh, if guys don't know her, she's uh, the little pomegranate on on um, Twitter and um, she wears a hijab. And uh, there's been plenty of conversations about the, uh, the you know, what people feel when they see someone wear a hijab and lots of conversations about wearing a face mask and how society, before this happened, people used to talk a lot about, you can't wear a niqab, you can't wear a face mask because you can't have a society that runs like that. It can't happen. And we need to ban these things. And then suddenly- Look at um, us now. A virus. Yeah, I know. It's like, dude, you need to wear a face mask. And I think at one point, wasn't it France that you could get in trouble for wear, covering your, your face, depending on what kind of covering it was. So um, yeah, if you could, you know, you could, if you covered your face with what looked like a veil, you could get in trouble. But you can cover your, your face with a, with a mask and you wouldn't be in trouble. So Imagine um, the mental yeah. gymnastics involved in that. It's just amazing. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. I think we talked about that with Phil, Phil Lee. And that was, a, a I don't know which month that was, but we, mm. we managed to get on the great Phil Lee onto the podcast, which is quite nice. And, and that was the, like the week before then you got GMC'd and all that stuff. Yeah, happened, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh, Things really went down. So... Yeah, we, we brought him on the show. Um, thankfully, I mean, yeah, we, we managed to bring him on. Uh, I used to work with him back in the day. And I think though Senka has been a bit, um, you know, when you say something's worked out for us quite nicely, I think Senka decided to suddenly push that Phil needs yeah. to come on the episode. And then he said, yeah, fine, I will. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and then he came on. And then the next week he decided to delete his account and everyone became Phil Lee. Yeah. That was a big method thing, so big that we decided to do a special episode to talk about it because people mm-hmm. were like, hey, you guys did talk about this a lot. All right, yeah. fine. We will, Amazing, and we yeah. did. He, so he came. He came. He came across some more kind of like nonsense very recently. I guess like mm. Beth, and, Beth and Nino will probably kind of go into it, but there's all this yeah. stuff where to do with kind of turfs, and um, yeah, yeah. I think some somehow someone's misconstrued something he said. I think because it's just simply for kind of saying trans women are women then the kind of the mental leap seems to go to you must be a misogynist which is mm. i mean the, I, I feel like there's so many degrees of separation but to, to those guys it's it's not it's like if you're if you support trans women then you're it's just so uh it's insane but he got the it's just it's such a horrible horrible amount of abuse really and just mm. um it happened i had a kind of not not to the same scale i got kind of like hammered by someone who was like a mutual. I remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was a mutual. We'd kind of spoken to, uh, spoken to one another, and then uh, there was just a, a thread about um, trans women, and I, I think my response was trans women are women, and that just set people off. Mm. Um, and it always seems to. I've noticed. I guess you kind of see when everything becomes like a kind of cyclical pattern that it always seems to go down a certain line, which is like, what is a woman? And like, you know, and then all this kind mm. of like this kind of weird stuff. And um, it just, uh, 
always it's just so predictable yeah you can always predict the arguments that come out uh you must yeah. feel like do i really want to get involved yeah. in this one i mean phil phil's a pretty strong character so i'm, I'm sure he's fine um yeah. but yeah it's a shame that it's like second time and it's second time in the year he's had to i think he's unlocked his account or is he still locked but anyway he had to lock his account for a bit just to kind of get get the heat off him and get the people to just move on from that whole thing yeah. there was one more tweet that came up in um july and that was the racist chip shop in wales do you remember that there was a, a chip shop in Wales that said they didn't have any food or wouldn't let the person oh, yeah. in or something. And then people, and this is like the another pattern that we saw uh, in general where people try and explain it away. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe they run out of fish. <laughs> All right. But then how, how do you explain other people getting fish? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, they're just trying to explain it away. But no, this, you can't be, it can't be racism. It can't be racism. And so you get the argument from people who have never really, you know, most of the time they haven't been subjected to any sort of racism in their, in their own lives. So they can't even see or recognize it as the, um, as a possibility in their, in their own life. But yeah, I remember that was an interesting tweet that I decided to write down because yeah. 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 Um, okay. So coming into August, did you have anything in August that, uh, tickled, tickled you a bit? Well, um, I was actually, this is more, this is actually in June. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I've, I've just ruined our agenda, but so, this is about someone who always seems to stimulate kind of conversation. So Julia Grace Patterson. So she's the she's CEO or master and commander, I don't know, of um, Every Doctor. Mm. And um, mm. I, for whatever like, you know, people get upset um, talking about them. So you either for, she's like Marmite, you're either for her or against her. Can, can I just be on the fence on this one? But anyway, she, but she mm. did. But to this point, which mm. was really strange, where she was talking about, she's basically comparing... Um, the situation to like Nazi Germany, which is always like, oh, oh. don't do that, mate. And then, but the, the mm. reason why I put this tweet in was her reply, which was like, I have a first class IBSC degree in the history of medicine. I'm from <laughs> Jersey. I wrote my dissertation about the Nazi occupation of our island using primary accounts of islanders. The last thing I'm ignorant of is fascism. And it was just this, <laughs> that reply. I can imagine her like, writing that in, being like, yes, yeah. this is absolute, drop the mic. And I was just reading that. And I just stopped at IBSC and was just like, oh, I've got one of those, um, <laughs> mate. <laughs> like, good. Yeah, same. It's not that hard to get. Um, yeah, it, it reminds me of that, you know, like in the office, who, you know, there was the, there was a main oh, guy yeah. and then they had that, the other guy and he's like a killer person and you just go on about how he's like an army person, but it turned out it was part of the territorial army or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you mean Gareth? Yeah, that's it. Gareth. And I just felt like it's not one of those situations that, but they just kind of get so full of their own yeah, idea yeah. of importance, but actually the achievement is very, very small in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Um, I think the general rule, I feel like at one point through, we should write like the rules of Twitter yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, look, if you ever feel like you want to write the word Nazi, don't. It's not a good idea. Um, yeah, I think I've got one from August that I thought was quite good. And yeah. uh, it was Jonathan Segal who has actually deleted the tweet, but he was talking about, you know, you're not your doctors. You're not celebrities. All right. Ah, you know, you need to get down and do some more, uh, you know, publications yeah. and that's how you get respect. You know, you don't need to aspire to anything else. Yeah. And, um, and that caused a little bit of fallout. Uh, I think a few people are blocked and a bit of interaction here and there. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what did you think of that? I mean, he, I think was, pff, he, he, from then he kind of like, re, like not a main, because I don't think he like mm. apologized or whatever. He deleted that tweet in the end after it had been up for a mm. couple of days. But um, in the end, I think he reached out to a few people saying, oh, and then we kind of got like a secondhand 
explanation down the line to oh you know he's actually a good guy you know standard stuff like yeah of course he's good he's a good guy but what's he really trying to say with that stuff like mm. oh uh, people are being a bit silly on twitter and it's not professional essentially mm. um uh, whatever like you can feel that way but it's you feel that way like whatever but live your life like if you don't want to if you don't want to see it then mute them block them like let them like i don't think they're actively harming people um he mm. think uh, i don't know if he feels like he's being tarred by the same brush then maybe it's not the right like um maybe like twitter's not the right medium for him maybe you should use linkedin or something but um mm. the thing is is that so that tweet got deleted but then there was an article further down the line mm. wasn't there that he really oh yeah yeah then he, he didn't he write something yeah. with a few other people yeah which is, which is really weird because he was he was gunning people for being on twitter and you know uh, using twitter to basically what he claimed to be become celebrity and then write an article about that and then put that onto twitter it was just like it just seemed a bit a little meta kind of going forward and backward what what started when yeah so it was in um clinical medicine Clinical Medicine, ClinMed, and it was uh, released on the September the 25th. And the title of the, uh, the article was The Public's Attitude Towards Doctors' Use of Twitter and Perceived Professionalism. Um, unfortunately, mm. just rather poor research, if I'm honest. Um, it was just mm. like really qualitative, really poorly defined. Um, I mean, obviously, that he, he's got his own kind of views and is looking for kind of a method to kind of support that. So unfortunately, mm. that um, doesn't... Um, do, always do well particularly with this type of research um bit of a bit of a mess really i guess it's just another line on your cv i published something yeah um, yeah you absolutely know. um maybe that's what that was about um yeah yeah there's an, there's one more tweet that came out from Sean hussein and um i've written here gps do he's written gps do not issue shotgun licenses and I think this was a lot to do with a recent shooting that had happened, um, I think somewhere in Wales, wasn't it? And um, was it Wales? I can't remember. But there was something that hit the news and then all of a sudden they were almost blaming GPs for this guy to have a, G a gun license because he had a gun license. And um, the reason I put it in was because uh, GPs seem to take the brunt of so much these days. Like mm. a criminal gets a gun license and then goes and shoots someone, it's GP's fault vaccinations etc you know everything seems to be the gp's fault and everything you know as the year's gone on the gps have taken an absolute like beating in terms of um, you know on the media on mainstream media uh yeah where do you even start with that isn't it like and i think nina's spoken about it a lot and uh, sean hussein's spoken about it we've had a few you know mutuals on twitter silver you know talk about and and for me i felt like that was one of the few time, first times I noticed that, oh, yeah, GPs are getting, like, hit. Why are they getting the blame for, for someone with a shotgun? Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, so much of that, isn't there? Like, um, the the kind of expanding role of, like, what a GP is kind of expected to do. I mean, there was that whole mm. other thread, wasn't there, about sick notes? Remember that one? Um, yeah. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. So where the the problem is is that their kind of their role is just kind of constantly. It's just everything kind of seems seem every kind of medical question almost mm. it almost seems reasonable to say full up the GP, uh, the GP mm. to fuck, like um and so I think that therein lies the problem really. Um, but yeah, it's... that's the thing, Thrusha. Like if someone said to you, Thrusha, like okay, you're a cardiologist. What does that mean? Yeah, you'd be able to explain it quite easily. Like, okay, I, I subspecialize in cardiac. Like, I look after the heart. Same thing to do with the heart is my area. That's yeah. what I do. And if someone asks me, Imran, what do you do? I'll be like, okay, anything to do with imaging, it's generally got to do with me. When you say to a GP, what is it that you do? What is their job? What? It's because it's just so, like, it just changes so much, you know, and they're so. Uh, 
Part of the thing is they're in the, in the public eye, isn't it? I mean, they, they are the, the gatekeepers of the NHS. And so when something happens or doesn't happen, they're the ones who get a lot of the grief. Whereas, you know, someone like me sitting in a dark room, I think half the, half the public don't even know what I really do. Mm. They don't <laughs> even know that I exist. Like, yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, other favorite was tweets? anything from August or, yeah? Yeah. Or well, do you want to so, go straight into September? Um, well, sorry. There have been quite a few from like mid-year. So this one is another one mm. from in July. And um, this was from, uh, so there's a, there a tweet from an F1 that says, I'm still in disbelief that in my first year as a doctor, I work a nine to five, and I, if I worked a nine to five, I'd only earn 25k. And the reply was by best ortho doctor, uh, which said, <laughs> <coughs> F1 doctor in the UK also gets career building training. Kindly add that training cost amount to your salary. That would be huge. In other words, trainee, mm. inverted commas, doctors in the UK get training worth thousands of pounds plus a few bob as a salary. Not a bad deal. Being there, and then BTDT got the t-shirt, isn't it? Go figure. And, there's, and then mm. the responses, that, yeah. Yeah, this kind of, the responses to this, it's just... Oh, mm. it's just this kind of shrouded in kind of like uh like positivity like this guy he like oh i think i probably said the same thing last time which is that he probably cheated his training like a hundred years ago when the accommodation mm. was paid for subsidized meals um mm. you know or, like literally just like everything they didn't have to they don't he wouldn't even know his dusty his dusty brain wouldn't know what a vte assessment is right you know all those <laughs> things like that just would have been so much so much easier and just to say, mm. oh, yeah, it's, and just to kind of use the same lens to compare the, uh, the life of a junior doctor today. But this guy just mm. didn't get it. Like, uh, I kind of, well, he, it was um, particularly infuriating. I don't know why I copied this in. It's just making me mad all over again. It's making you angry now. Yeah. It's making you round up a bit yeah. of a, a jolly episode. <laughs> um, but we see this kind of stuff. I mean, kind of bringing it to something that's happened more recently about elves and being their pay. You see that? Yeah. Oh, it was just hilarious. Like, the thing is, you see this argument come up again and again and again. And people, I've said this before in lots of episodes, um, when you think about how much you're worth, you think about how much are you willing to turn up to work for? And if you if someone is willing to turn up for the same job that someone's willing to pay them, that's how much you're worth. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. And unfortunately for us, we work in a nationalised health service. There's no competition between hospitals. And um, this is what happens. You know, mm. you, it, the prices get pulled down. In fact, recently, I think I tweeted you. Uh, uh, I think I tweeted at you. Uh, no, I, I sent you a WhatsApp because someone in America had this like message they tweeted and you know fair enough it sounded kind of sad that they took a consultant job or what their equivalent of consultant job somewhere they were promised a lot of stuff and they weren't and the hospital didn't deliver on what they were going to give them mm. and so the house that they bought is no longer going to be the house they have to sell it and move somewhere else but that was a house yeah. do you remember the house i mean that was like a, a house that's like a I mansion was like... it's like a donald, <laughs> like donald duck no donald duck scrooge mcduck mansion like with like coins yeah right yeah exactly i was like whoa that is this thing was an absolute beast of a house yeah. and although you did feel sorry for them on some of everything like, wow man you, you ain't house, gonna step down half the house is still like <laughs> four of my houses <laughs> yeah wow. exactly i was literally thinking his reception is probably as big as my whole house yeah. that's how big it was it was just humongous um and so this is the thing like the acceptability of what you're worth and pay is so different depending on where you work and the systems that you work in and i mm. think if we if if the energy is going to stay the way it is and we have to accept that um your pay is not going to be as big as the the americans and and i think i have been interacting with a few americans thanks to this whole twitter thing and um they have half jokingly said i should think about going to america um but then they've also half jokingly said well you know 
the reason they get paid so much so much is because of the system that they have and that's a good and bad thing because they reap the benefits of a system that exists which is which isn't actually all that beneficial to the people that look after but at the same time it pays the bills so like what would you do and like, yeah fair enough like I, I i ain't judging you know you turn up to work you get paid for what you got to do and you know you work in the system that you work in yeah. but it's just amazing to see the differences in terms of what could be argued as almost identical work between two sides of the Atlantic. I bet you go, don't yeah. see any of those guys stealing croutons though, do you? Um, <laughs> do you remember that one? That was a good one. Yeah, that was one. That was a great one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Since you brought it up, why don't you tell us about croutons? Yeah. Solution? So this was back in March. Was it March? Oh, this was ages ago. But he got re. Mm. So this crouton surgeon, I think he had some soup and he went back up to take some more croutons and then <laughs> it was disciplined and then like sacked <laughs> he was like a vascular neurosurgeon and he'd worked there for yeah, 18 yeah. years um and they sacked him over that but then you may raise the interesting point which is that often that that isn't like you know you get the bottom. tip of the iceberg yeah yeah and there yeah, might have been yeah, other yeah, stuff yeah. but anyway whatever like yeah he, he he's been he's been reinstated so all is well mm. and so those croutons are <laughs> Scrutons are dissolved and forgotten, you know. Like, can you imagine that? Like, because he's probably doing such high end work, there's a big waiting list for it, and suddenly because he's been suspended, <laughs> they like they had to cancel the list and telling the patient, like, yeah, sorry, um, we're gonna have to delay the list. Um, so, oh, what happened? Is that oh, uh, doctor's not available? What happened? Um, you might have tried to steal some croutons, but like, what? Yeah. <laughs> amazing. I'll pay for the croutons. Get him back and get him to do my surgery, please. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, September. Um, there was a paper that came out, and I decided to just bring it back because it was a paper by a. Um, so my family are from Bangladesh, and uh, oh. Ahmed Mushfik Mubarak uh, did a. They did a, a very large study on masks and how uh, they're very helpful in fighting covid and then he came up with a very interesting thread so ahmed mushfik mubarak uh, he came up with a thread on september the 2nd 2021 and i thought this was really interesting because he talked about how the paper was solid it was solid research but it was automatically ridiculed well not ridiculed but it wasn't taken as seriously because of where it come from i.e it come from Bangladesh, it hadn't come from the Harvards of the world, it hadn't come from the Western countries of the world. And it does actually make you think about like how much good work can happen in places that aren't actually, uh, doesn't have the accolades and maybe doesn't get to see the light of day because it just doesn't have the right names on the paper. And I think, Tarusha, didn't you have this? I know we've talked about this before, but you had a situation where you had, um, you submitted a paper and someone said, uh, you need to work on your English. Yeah, that's the BMJ. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is like, Oh, because they didn't understand that left anterior descending. They're like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, mate, that's actually what it's called. I'm sorry, I don't name it that. But they were like, this person is like, a, their native language probably isn't English. And like, the only way they would have... The, the, I mean, who? why would you say that? Unless you've seen my name. It, I, I just to uh, me... Your name, Susha Gunwadina. Yeah, exactly. Gunwadina, so, so, um, it's like, yeah. no, that's, that is the language. <laughs> like, that is my native language. I'm so sorry. But, and, that's, and that is what it's called in cardiology. So like... Oh. It was so infuriating. But I remember being so taken yeah. aback because I wanted to, like, reply, being like, how do you even respond to that? Like, as to say, like, you've made us... Like, it was so damn rude. BMJ, mm. never forget. Did you ever... Did you respond? I mean, no. I feel like... I'm surprised you didn't, actually. I thought, um, yeah, that would have been a bit of a fire in the belly yeah. time to go at them, you know? No, yeah, I'm older yeah. and angry um, 
<laughs> older yeah i don't know about angrier um yeah so um what else do we have i think oh. you know i don't know whether we we have yeah, to mention yeah, the whatsapp and twitter gangs although those tweets have been deleted yes now. but there was that yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah, wasn't yeah, there? Like, i've heard of like a clandestine society mm. of whatsapp groups and coordinated mm. attacks to kind of like surgically destroy um twitter accounts that might have a slightly i don't know that might be more amenable to um I, I don't even know. I don't even know. But that came, that came about, and I was a bit like, "What?" I mean, we talk about stuff mm. on um, WhatsApp, I guess, um, mm. but, uh, because DMs on Twitter are just horrendous, and that's how we organise our mm. guests. Is that us? Are we targeting people for destruction? Do we have that much power? Um, we don't. We, don't. <laughs> we keep trying. No, we don't. Yeah, we don't. We yeah. haven't destroyed. We, we've tried. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, when that came out, because I mean, yeah, we to run the podcast, we make a, a WhatsApp group and we talk to each other. We get to know the person that we're going to have, and we mm. talk to each other about things and actually thankfully like we said like we've met some really really wonderful people and we end up going back to those groups and still talking to each other about things that are going on and um you know seeing how each other are and stuff and when that came out I was like, oh are they talking about our whatsapp groups i mean you know yeah we do talk about things that pop up and things that are going on on twitter um but i think that person ended up deleting their own account i think yeah. right i mean they got a lot of grief for it and uh, some might say he was targeted by yeah. a WhatsApp group and uh, ultimately uh, terminated, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a shame, isn't it? Um, you know, and I think we've seen there was a whole thing about pylons, obviously that came yeah. on later on the year that pylons are illegal and all this kind of thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, there was there was something else that popped up in September that I thought might be good and I think has come up in relevance recently. It was to do with the BMA and it was to do with a vote about conversion therapy. Do you remember uh. this one? Yeah, yeah. Um, very, very surprising that there was a vote in s some sort of BMA get-together and it turned out that quite a large proportion of the attendees were pro-conversion therapy despite the fact that there is very little to uh, suggest that conversion therapy makes any difference whatsoever and actually can be quite detrimental to people's mental health. Well, I mean, uh, and it was... Yeah, I mean, the mm. fact that I think it was supposed to be something that should just have gone through as something that should be banned. Like, no one should support it. There's no evidence for mm. it. It's harmful. It's horrible. Mm. It's just... It's, it's complete and utter nonsense. And, uh, mm. and to be honest, like, the, there's... Uh, if you look in kind of, like, medical history, there's lots of examples of uh, harm... And it basically just kind of like political opinions that have just been perpetrated by doctors. And so that mm. kind of vote was was kind of hoped to be a way of just redressing that and being like, no, we, no one supports that. It's complete not to nonsense. And there are people like, oh, actually, you know, and about it, which is just a real. And I think um, it's something that I always say I express surprise over because for whatever reason, I do. I do kind of hope and expect better from colleagues but then mm. yeah what can you do yeah time and time again you, you see that or oh, maybe some some are uh, not quite um where you'd hope they'd be mm. um speaking <laughs> of colleagues and uh, where you'd hope them to be um i think we did an episode with ben who was a wonderful guest in october yeah. moving on to october and um we i think in the bbc it came up with junior doctors removed from bullying at newcastle heart oh, unit yeah. and uh, he gave his own personal um, experiences about what may or may not have happened in, in that particular place. But, um, yeah, I mean, we see this a lot, don't we? Like bullies in general, and I've spoken fairly open about, yeah, I had a, a bully of sorts who used to make things very difficult for me during my training as a, as a radiologist. And I used to actually avoid 
going into the main reporting room. So we had like two reporting rooms. One was really small, one was really big. And I used to just go to the small reporting room because I just didn't want to, you know, when you go into work and you just get criticized every single day, regardless of what you did, what you just walking in was just almost as though I did a bad thing. Mm. And so some, I think I was feeling really down about like my exams and I just didn't get so stressed out. And then I had this person on my case all the time. I started avoiding going into that reporting room. And amazing, I don't know if I told you this, but the person who was um, my bully um, started telling people that they'd never see me in the reporting room anymore, uh, uh, inferring that I might be skiving from work when I wasn't. Uh, I was logged in, in the other room. I was avoiding them. And now they're making that into another thing. Um, but it's just amazing, like, how, how um, I mean, I took it. I took it. And I thought I was the only person. And I walked into the red room one day and I saw there was a colleague of mine crying. And it turned out that person had been bullied, too, by the same person. And this person had a, a had a, a pattern of this kind of behavior of like bullying juniors. But then what happens in the situations is that the trainees get removed but nothing happens to the bullies. The consultants stay or the seniors stay where they were and they might, you know, they might have a bit of a, a harder life because they don't have juniors doing all the running around or they get given staff grades and stuff to, to remedy that situation. But what happens to the bullies? It doesn't seem like very much happens, right? But anyway, that was uh, something that popped up in October. Um, did anything for you time, time of October that you thought would be quite interesting to bring up? Hmm. I haven't really got, yeah. um, gone specifically like one month out at a time. I think I might have skipped. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be kind of uh, one uh, clapback that I thought was quite funny, which is very recently, only from a few weeks ago. It's still fresh. Um, and that was when <laughs> it was a response to a tweet by Maya Hicks on December the 11th. And it said, um, I was told by a surgery resident today that Obs and Gynae aren't actual surgeons. So Katie Allen clapped back where uh, uh, please come back to me when you can remove a four kilogram appendix in an awake patient within a minute of knife to skin thanks bye and uh, mic drop yeah fair enough <laughs> yeah i think there was another mic drop moment that we, i thought we should bring up was uh clara lisa do you remember oh. and uh, she got into a bit of an altercation with someone who i think was a um an a&e nurse yeah and then the person tweeted at claire saying um you know what, young lady, you need to you need to do a few A&E shifts and maybe you'll understand what you're talking about. You know, you're too young to really understand what's happening here. And then she was like, Annie, I'm a consultant. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah, A&E. I'm a, I, well, I'm a, in A&E. Yeah, I'm a consultant in A&E. That was it. And that... Did Annie reply? I, was like, I don't think Annie ever got back. No, I don't think she was okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think after that, there's nothing, there's no, there's no coming back. You can, there's no reply. You can't come back from that. You, you just have to delete your, you just have to take the L. And, um, <laughs> which is which what Zach said, isn't it? But you just need to either be yeah. like, I'm sorry, I fucked up. Or, or, you know, some people double down like, oh, maybe you should spend less time doing management or something. But they just, she didn't have anything, did she? It's so amazing. So delicious. So delicious. I love those. I love it. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to take the L. You've got to be like, you know what? You've, you've won this argument. I'm just going to keep quiet, which fair enough. I mean, fair to Annie didn't really hit back at that once I was done. But MedTwitter loved it. Do you, do you remember it was getting retweeted, quote tweeted? We, I started getting WhatsApp messages about it. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? It was just, there was one that I think, what did you say? Like the chef's kiss. That could have been the chef's kiss for me. I think that really was like Twitter, MedTwitter just so yes we are coming up to time um and there are some the problem is we there are so many tweets to go through and so many good moments um from med twitter let alone anything else um do you, do you should we just do one each and then be like okay i mean that's going to be the best wipe that we can manage well yeah. so um there's someone who we pretty much end up quoting in every single episode which is metal you know got a lot of love for him mm. 
And uh, mm. one, of, one of my favorite ones from him is uh, one from November where he said, Yesterday I told a patient I was a doctor and he responded with, No, you're not, with such conviction that for a second I believed him. And uh, I mean, <laughs> I was obviously like, <laughs> like uh, we've been in scenarios like that, but I, I just <laughs> imagine the kind of, the, the whole kind of, you know, when you come across that patient who, you know, it's going to be difficult, you know, it's going to be a hard one. And uh, mm. you just have to kind of like put on your put on your best face and just you know just get on with it. And I, I just felt like I was in his shoes for a second there. Um, <laughs> just like cracked me up. But it's also that quite quite funny about it was like that moment of self self doubt. <laughs> yeah, it just crosses your well, mind I... like oh hang on yeah 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 yeah. I mean you've you know you've had those dreams where like uh, you're doing something that, like I think I've had dreams where I've actually about to go do my GCSEs again. Uh, I don't know why that keeps yeah, coming yeah. back. Yeah, and I'm oh you know I haven't revised, I haven't done this. What am I going to do? Mm. And then you kind of wake up like, oh, thank God that was a dream. And so I feel like if someone said that to me at work, I'd be like, oh, okay, hang on. Did I dream this whole consultant thing? Am I, am I a radar? What's going on? Am I going to wake up and I'm still a kid and I'm uh, going, to, going to be seeing my exams um, or, you know, uh, doing, I'm not actually doing what, I'm, what I think I'm doing? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, you know what? I think we've had so many uh, g- great tweets. And I think Claire Lisa's um, tweet back was pretty much it. One of the best ones I've 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 seen. I think one more one that I, I thought was quite fun, uh, not fun uh, really, but it was um, the nurse who faked being a doctor. I, I always find this uh, kind of catch me if you can situations really interesting because there was a TV show I used to really love. It was like I'm not really into reality TV all that much, but there was one called Faking It. Do you remember that one? Faking It, oh, and yeah, um, it was one of my favourite shows, and I absolutely loved it because. I, I guess, you know, a lot of us will see certain <laughs> things and it'll mean different things to us. And I, to me, um, faking it showed me that if you try hard at something, you might be able to be pretty good at it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that, and that's an amazing thing. Like you could go out there and try try your luck with experts, supposed experts in the field and be, you know, be amongst them with about a month's worth of work, hard work. Um and so uh, when I see the sort of faking it stories, essentially where a nurse pretends to be a doctor for a certain amount of time, or where there was another one where a person who didn't finish medical school in New Zealand came to the UK and actually become a consultant for years and was about to retire and only got caught because they're trying to swindle money out of a patient. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Just amazing. It's yeah. just amazing. It really is absolutely phenomenal that that's possible. And that's, that's the other times when I think about, okay, so that's the one that we did catch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What about the ones we turn? Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. As a, as a, that, those are those are big. I, I should mention mm. that the one for most recently that people I think is still there that you can still check out, which is the Michael Owen one. Uh, the Michael Owen. <laughs> That's just cold. <laughs> so for Michael Owen on December the nineteenth. Congratulations to Emma Raducanu, who thoroughly deserves to be crowned Sports Personality of the Year 2021. Makes me feel very old that she's the same age as I was way back in 1998. And yeah, December 19th. And the replies to it, just so beautiful, so beautiful. Please, if you've not if you need cheering up, just check it out. Because it's just people replying with their own kind of like achievements, you know, like and it's so brilliant. Like I, today I ate a kebab. Oh hey Michael, yeah, this reminds me of when I <laughs> just uh and it's just amazing. What about did you see that reply with that guy? I think someone sent it to us and there was a guy with a mullet. This reminds me of the time I grew a mullet and did this. And the guy's got a phenomenal mullet right? and he's got a cigarette and he spits up at the end, it spins like three times and he catches it again. <laughs> Wait, wow. And that was a video. Wow. And I was like, 
Wow, that's awesome, that's man. That's pretty big. Yeah, there you go, Michael Owen. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, brilliant. Uh, that was good. That's a good one. That was a good tweet and uh, not entirely medically related. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's great. No, this is, um, so Thrusha, I mean, <coughs> you know what? Let's try something fun here. A year's time. Where are we? What are we doing? What are we doing? Hopefully we're still doing this. Um, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, hopefully yeah. <laughs> we've got uh, big not cancelled. Yeah, not cancelled. That'd be awesome. And uh, we've got big sponsorship deals. Uh, so I'd quite like. So <laughs> this is my wish list: Krispy Kreme. Um, oh yes. Oh, yeah, but then yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it would work being sponsored by them and like some kind of fitness thing, like Under Armour, Jim Sharp. Yeah, Jim Sharp. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, that'd be really cool. But then I don't know if that would work being Krispy Kreme. But then maybe the Krispy Kreme will like launch like some kind of like protein donuts, protein. and then we'll be like yeah, yeah, and then we'll suck, and then that kind of thing. So there'll be that. Mm. Uh, I quite like for us mm. to be doing like more YouTube stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah. what else? Um, I quite like to have more hair. Uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> all achievable, all, all achievable. Yeah, these are all, all bubbles, um, yeah, And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll, we'll, yeah, just I think this has been cool, man. Like, if we could still be doing this in mm. a year's time, um, mm. and uh, yeah, I think I'd still be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, I, I, th- I've, I always think to myself, uh, I mean, look, yeah, if nothing changed, I'd still be happy, and that's a good place to be. Mm. And I think so much has changed and so much good things have come up. And, you know, we've decided to try and get Nina and Bethan to work more regularly with us and maybe do more regular episodes, completely up to them how much they do. But just the idea that you've got like a bit of a team, mm. a slightly bigger team, a few more people to work with and do these things with, be part of this journey. Um, it's really fun. And so... Um, Obviously, I'd like. I mean, obviously, as you know, through I'm quite ambitious with this um, mm. this podcast and everything that we do. I'd like to be bigger, mm. better. Get, you know, just see where, see how far you can go with this entire thing. And uh, the main thing is to keep enjoying ourselves because as soon as it becomes not enjoyable, then we probably should should stop and mm. do something else. Um, but I'm glad that you know, Thrusha, you uh, took a chance on this. Um, you didn't have to. And, um, <laughs> I yeah, I say, you know, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Because uh, I do come up with zany ideas every now and again, and um, not not many people entertain me, <laughs> but you always seem to, which is always good fun. Yeah, <laughs> most people are like, no, mate. <laughs> yeah, just stop, yeah. yeah, just stop it there. Thanks for all the hard work that you put into it. It's really appreciated. Yeah, same to you, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't happen without your hard work as well. Cool. cool. And thank to you, Med Twitter, yeah. for continuing to let us carry on. Uh, there was a few times when I thought I'd get cancelled. Yeah. Didn't get cancelled, I'm still here. Yeah. Cool, all right. So, um, yeah, I hope everyone has a good new year and mm-hmm. uh, let's look forward to another another a year of uh, good fun and good tweets and lots of good banter and uh, hopefully have a bigger uh, Two Medics Med Twitter family mm. moving forward. All right, thank you, everyone. Thank you. As always, look after each other and uh, let's see you, uh, see you in the new year. Mm. All right, bye. And thank you for listening to the Year Roundup with the Two Medics. Your presenters have been Imran Lasker and Darusha Gudwadna. <laughs>